Kick me in the dick. And welcome back to another episode of Welcome to one of Canada's top barbershop uh, trio podcasts. I can do a whole barbershop quartet with just my voice. So okay. I can do all four of the harmonizers. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Sure. I'll do Baby on Board. Yes. Of, you the, know, popular yeah. from The Simpsons mm-hmm. doing yes. it. Homer yeah. Simpson. Okay, this is all four voices in a barbershop quartet. Okay. Okay. Wow. You that, didn't lie. Yeah. You know, I, if, I mean... I really thought there was four people there all doing different yeah. notes. Four people, four very interesting people <laughs> singing that. <laughs> yeah. Singing that version wow. of Baby on yeah, Well, like, it gets mushy when you squish them all, all together in your same Chris, vocal cords. Chris can really sound like four, yeah. Four real guys. Real guys. I'm picturing them in my head and they look mm-hmm. fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, things are tough all over, guys, for me. I'm telling you, man. Really? I'm a dad with two kids, busy schedule. God, so, uh, wonder we even make evil men yeah. work. How the hell are you supposed to date in like times like this? It must I'm, be a nightmare. I'm married. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You look good, though. You're wearing a beautiful tie-dyed white and green shirt with a nice pocket, a breast pocket. Yeah, but you know, do you have a beautiful shirt that you can put on your mind? Oh, no. now I see your what mind. you're getting at. <laughs> your mind is just... Put the shirt on your mind, man. So your mind wouldn't <laughs> be allowed into a store, What you're, is what you're saying, because it's not wearing a shirt or <laughs> shoes. It's yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. It wouldn't be allowed into a university. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, what I'm getting at is I'm excited to do this episode, but my brain is scrambled eggs. Brains. Brain. Uh, it's, it's pronounced brain, but... I write it brain. Oh, um, well, I guess, you know, we've got to respect Chris's creative spelling, James, is, has been a thing. But you guys have a lot of free time, right? You don't have a lot I of adult responsibilities. Than, yeah, like I, I, mean, do. I don't have kids. Don't have kids. Yeah. Got a mortgage. I do, yeah. yeah. So I got some, but I, the kids, mm-hmm. kids, I think, is the big one. Whereas I mm-hmm. have the least of the three of us. <laughs> I have nothing. So you must feel <laughs> extremely lighthearted and happy every day. <laughs> I guess people have always said that about me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm just like a burst of energy, a, yeah. a smiling face during. You're tough like a times. shot of vitamin C. Absolutely, right in your. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a shot of B12. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Right in your... Which I could use mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, Yeah, you seem a little... Maybe a little... I don't know. Have you been out in the sun? It's been a I'll get very hot up. day. Yeah, I, got to, I was out in the sun for an hour and a half waiting for my children to walk oh. down the sidewalk <laughs> so that they can come Kids home. Kids really walk slow. I've noticed They this. walk slow. They think every 
needle of a pine tree <laughs> is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. They eat dirt. <laughs> they do? I'm like, there's popsicles at home. They're like, <laughs> I found an old robin's, broken robin's egg that I should put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Have you really seen your daughters put eat dirt? I don't, well, I, you know. I don't know how Claire eat all sorts of things. There's always dirt around Claire's mouth. She's oh, the youngest. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. Maybe I should teach them a thing or two cuz you could you guys know me. I could drive past like the Amazon jungle. Wouldn't care at all. Mm. Wouldn't even be interested in getting out of the car and looking at any trees or animals or uh, bugs or you know yeah you're not a nature guy you're not a science guy I don't you know then name, where do you do your ayahuasca uh, I do it in my one bedroom apartment <laughs> <laughs> in Toronto downtown no shaman nothing yeah, no no I it's no frills um name something beautiful in nature like something a like, waterfall okay mm, I'd dr- drive right by it and I'd cover my eyes as wow. tonight I'm in it. the mood. <laughs> Where well, I Chris, could, you're in the mood? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> That's the sex music. <laughs> uh, I can last as long as that song is. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm in the mood where if I did see a waterfall, I'd give it the finger. I wouldn't care. Whoa. Whoa that's worse than and just ignoring it. I need to buck up, lover. though. You guys cheer me up. So whatever, it'll be okay. But it was a stressful day, family day. Ah, uh, yeah. Like responsibility-wise, not that my family is stressful. Right. No, I get it. Oh my god, kids! I'm definitely too hanging young. out with them for six hours, and uh, yeah, they, wow. they, it's hard to you 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 love them like crazy, but you do run out of ways to you know j- jazz about. I hear you. Well, we we've recorded at your place a, a few times, and here's a theory yeah. I have. Your girls think Mike and I are very interesting. Like yeah. when we're over, they are. I their eyeballs are. I notice are really glued to Mike and I. I wonder what yeah. they think we are. Or well, we're celebrities to them. They're they're the mo- we're the most uh, exciting man they've ever seen, aside from you, Chris, their father. Yeah, you're I the actually best. don't think that they think I'm exciting. <laughs> they think I'm annoying because I say be careful. All the time. Well, I gotta be. I'm on their side here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I got cold throw, water on everything. It's it's lame how I stop them from doing all these adventurous <laughs> things that they have no concept of consequences or pain yet. Right. But three and a half year old, she the other day was asking me if I had sisters. And I said, yeah, you know my sisters. And then I named them and she said, what about brothers? And I said, no, I don't have any brothers. And then she goes... What about Michael and James? Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's I said, really yeah, nice. we're, they're my brothers, yeah. That's nice. Oh. All right, I just needed to express that. Uncle, you guys can tell your stories now. We could be now. Uncle James and Uncle Mike. And there, there has to be a favorite uncle, though. Uh-oh, there? better be me. I'll fight you. Let's, why don't we have a physical fight to the death? <laughs> sure. <laughs> use the favorite uncle? <laughs> <laughs> like a Star Trek type fight in a ring yeah That'd be sweet. we have those klingon uh swords those multi-pronged yeah. swords that they fight with or whatever how that music goes oh yeah yeah yep. it's good the it's tournament star trek. that episode is called one yeah. of the new star trek series is shot right here in toronto right is actually that- i think a couple of them are now i'm not a big star trekky guy you guys know that I, i'm not big I'm in sci-fi stunned. but you are and maybe you are chris 
I like the original series and this new. I like show. Next Generation. I mean, I can yeah. talk about that all day. Well, can I ask? The new one is kind of closer. It's a good mix like of both, it. I'd say. I like it. Yeah. Are there any mm-hmm. hoser aliens, like a hoser uh, Klingon, a hoser Ferengi, who's like, you better stop your ship or else we're going to blow it up. I'm not even joking. There's right? a alien race that they deal with in the new one that uh, they're like transmission coming through from from Hosehead Planet or whatever. <laughs> and then the screen goes, and uh, Captain Christopher Pike goes... Hoseheads, do you hear us? And then they're in the middle. They don't hear them. They're in the middle of singing a song. The one guy goes, For the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they do have And the, then everyone on the Enterprise laughs like crazy. Yeah, well, this Star Trek that they film in Canada, they do enter a solar system on the show. And, you know, in normal solar systems, all the planets revolve around the sun. Oh, absolutely, it's, yeah. You know, because of its gravity but uh, yeah. in this solar system they enter all, all the planets revolve around a butter tart oh, so God. yeah i think that's a maybe canadian influence i gotta start watching this i was talking to you guys yesterday on the phone mm-hmm. we were chatting about what should we do this week bring, 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 bring. you have hello the offices of evil men <laughs> <laughs> and um as i was talking to you i was on my balcony i yeah. was sitting next to my cat one of the two cats this one was uh the gray one. And, uh, What's the gray one's name? Cupcake. Oh, yeah. My girlfriend got her with the name, though. So it's a good name. name Fine name. Yeah. Appropriate name. Um, anyway, Cupcake is shedding like um, like an M or F right now. Her hair is going all over the goddamn place. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on the balcony. G and F and R, eh? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting on the balcony talking to you two guys. Next thing I know, yeah, I just inhale something. <laughs> oh, I'm God. Like, what is that? And it, 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 it felt like a big fluff, and I don't know what it was, but I believe in my heart, I inhaled a big tuft of her fucking hair Jesus floating in the air. Christ. And I, I, as I was on the phone with you guys, I was like, I can either vomit, I guess, or swallow. And I was 50-50, and I swallowed. So I'm now I'm like, these cats can't digest their hair. Are you That's monitoring they, your stools? Or I am. I am okay. looking. Cats can't digest hair. That's that's why they barf up a fucking fur ball. So now right. I'm like, am I gonna have a fur ball? Um, you might. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were mid sentence. You were saying you were going on about something or other <laughs> on the phone, and then suddenly you're like, oh, yeah. You had it was a, a massive, massive gag. coughing fit. Yeah, because I yeah. felt like a some sort of <laughs> tuft of hairy thing. Yeah. Just suck down my throat. You know what you do have to do? <laughs> Every time you excrete, you have to do it into a wooden bowl and sift through whatever's in the bowl. You so, mean poo? Yeah. Yes, excrete. <laughs> well, I you're mean, the guy you're the one of the three of us with a university degree and you didn't you didn't know what excrete meant. <laughs> no, I, I graduated I, from university. The poo? <laughs> Well, we only learned about um, Shakespeare and mathematics and uh, the solar system. Well, I I just never have called pooing excreting. I mean, I know. Do you typically it's, call in it summer twenty twenty two? That's what everyone is okay, doing. Okay, okay. How about I just wanted to jazz up instead of saying poo all the time? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to like class up class up our uh, podcast. Fair, fair. Does excrete work? Yeah, it works. But I think of excretions like jizzing, 
peeing, sweating. That's what I think of as excretions. Yeah, well, excretions that's the Rorschach of the word excrete, I guess, eh? Mm, yeah. What do you see when you hear excrete? Don't you think of excrete? Ah, jizzing everywhere, <laughs> killing. It's like, here's what I think of when I, here's what I think when I hear excretions. I love your excretions, my lord. Yes. Like somebody well, you talking, need someone like that who like, loves your excretions to look for the that's fur like in a, your poo. That's like a guy talking to, to Duke Harkonnen in Dune when he's got pus oozing out of his face and he's like, oh, you're beautiful excretions, my lord. You're beautiful. Can I say? <laughs> excretions. <laughs> this is an opportunity. If any listeners are looking for some summer work, some just like, you know, a few hours a week, mm-hmm. maybe you could... Hire someone to sort through your excretions and find the the damn ball of fluff. I mean, I don't really need to find it. it. Yeah. Oh, great. Now I can rest easy. What should I do with this? (laughs) Sir. Sir. Look. Look, sir. Yes, you did swallow what you thought. (laughs) Well done, Gregory. Well done. Does this mean I'm fired? Yeah. Yes, your time with me has come to an end, Gregory. <laughs> but I will give you a strong uh, reference I'll give you letter. A strong reference letter on uh, Uber. I hope another fine gentleman needs me to sift through his excrement. <laughs> oh, Gregory, you're so cute. This reminds me <laughs> of a Monty Python sketch. You know what I mean? Like something Hello, like Monty, Holy Grail, or uh, reminds me of Monty Burns. What he Burns. would have in his mansion. Yes. Um. So that's like a weird thing that happened to me this week. But Mike, a weird thing also happened to you, and you took a little bit of glee in this weird thing that happened to me. So I'm excited to get to your humiliating thing, which I would say is <laughs> I don't know if it's quite, humiliating. Well, it's definitely darker. Well, it starts off. It portrays me in a certain light. And this this is a light that I try to cover up and overcorrect because I feel that I'm in the past have been um, accused of being uh, overly proper. But last night uh, I always fall asleep listening to podcasts to uh, drown out the thoughts in my brain. Uh, maybe you guys can relate. Maybe the listeners. No, we go to therapy. <laughs> Yes, yes. No, that's true. That is true. That is true. And, no, uh, I'm just kidding. Yes, no, of course true. I can relate to that. Um, okay, well, so last night... We're, the three of us, everyone listening, if you haven't fit, yeah. put it together yet, the three of us individually <laughs> and together are psychotic. We're like a Voltron? Or was that the one that fit three ro- robots together into yeah. one big robot? Three robots fit together in the <laughs> giant, make a giant robot that's just crying, going, oh no. <laughs> I swallowed a fluff. <laughs> I swallowed some cat fur. Someone sort through my cyber excrement. <laughs> Having kids is tough. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, there, there could. Uh, so I was listening to an episode of the BBC podcast in our time, which is uh, interesting, but also very dry. Yeah, often. I'll stick to Stern. Stick to Stern. Stick to Rogan. They'll do topics like... Stern comes uh, up a lot on this uh, podcast. But they'll, they'll do topics like... Christian- Does that sound like him? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Well, they'll do like topics like Christian martyrs or like the uh, the history of uh, time or something like that. Anyway, the episode was uh, all about the Sistine Chapel. The history of the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, said rather... Here's Stern talk about the Sistine Chapel. Hey, Robin, you ever uh, well, go to the Sistine nudity. Chapel and jack off? There's nudity. There's nudity. Howard. On the ceiling, there are nipples and breasts, and there is a Sibian uh, in the Tons Last Supper. Tons of Renaissance paintings are hot as hell. Yes. Damn. You've yes, got to yes. admit. Yeah. 
Um, you ever get a chubby in an art gallery? <laughs> oh, take me to a section that's just odalesques, uh, lying down on a lounger. Ooh, baby. Ooh, okay. I, yeah, I, I, get I guess that. I gotta, I gotta pull back right now. <laughs> when I see something by the group of seven. <laughs> I, get I love the group of seven. Do Americans know about them? All their, I love all their Steve paintings. Steve Martin. Oh yeah, Steve big, Martin's a yeah, big Lauren Harris Lauren guy. Lauren Harris and Lauren yeah. Harris's are beautiful. But I'm a mm-hmm. classic Tom Thompson. Oh, I, I used like to go to a camp on Canoe Lake, <laughs> the lake Tom Thompson drown in. Wow! Oh, and he was wild. a master canoeer too, so it's a mystery of how that happened. Was his last painting though him dr- drowning in that lake? Well, it's still like a uh, a painting of the foliage seen from the lake. Uh, on the shore of the the autumn leaves, but his foot is in the bottom of the frame. Uh, str- he's about to slip, and it's got a bunch of uh, fishing wire wrapped around it. <laughs> I'm just gonna paint this beautiful scene. Hang on, yoink! <laughs> uh, just enough time to add my foot into what I see in front of me. <clears throat> Anyway, so you're listening to a Sistine Chapel podcast. podcast. You are listening you to do. Sistine Chapel yes, have- AM. <laughs> you're listening to Sistine Chapel FM with <laughs> Martyr in the Morning. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> 917. <laughs> Sistine Chapel Sistine FM. Sistine Chapel! <laughs> I've been drinking a Snapple. I'm all alone. I'm glad to have an apple. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. You were saying? Oh, what I was what I was getting. We are Monty Python nerds. That's we're what, totally. What's this then? Um, and then, um, so listen. Hey, to I'm your wife. <laughs> <laughs> they have experts from like I don't know, like Oxford University, or like very like world renowned art experts and historians of the Vatican. And uh, I fell asleep relatively quickly. Nice. Learned a few things that the the colors uh, on the Sistine Chapel for centuries people thought they were very dull. Um, but then they had it cleaned properly, and they're actually very uh, vibrant. Oh, that's a wonderful tale. Yeah, and then I fell asleep. You found <laughs> out before you went to bed that the Sistine Chapel's bathrooms are beautiful? <laughs> bathrooms? The colors. Oh. I'm sure the bathrooms are beautiful. <laughs> I don't know where you guys came into your head. No, the painting. Anyway, <laughs> someone's got toilet on the mind. Anyway, I fell asleep. I did actually yeah. think yeah. I haven't gone to the bathroom today <laughs> while you were t- <laughs> telling the story. <laughs> while you were describing <laughs> what you learned about the sissy chapel. <laughs> My brain was fully like Homer Simpson, like, I haven't gone poo-poo yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said the bathrooms are beautiful? <laughs> you said you went to the bathroom in the Sistine Chapel? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry to hear you. You're having a rough day, uh, excretion-wise. Um, anyway, this is a very long way of telling a short, boring anecdote. The oh. ending is just so good. Yeah. We wanted to build well, up so big. So I fell asleep after learning a few interesting facts about the Sistine Chapel. Um, and then... The pod ended, and I was like, I was just jolted awake. I was like, like, you know, a, a harsh intake of air, like this. <gasps> <gasps> oh shit! <laughs> um, and then I just had uh, like a panic moment where I was kept thinking about <laughs> everyone I know would love dying, and then uh, that was. Uh, after gently falling to sleep, <laughs> hearing about one of uh, so, <laughs> history's most beautiful uh, artistic achievements. Let me ask you something, and please don't take please, this. I'm an open book. Please don't take this the wrong way. <clears throat> okay, shoot. Aren't you a little bit too old to be worrying about all of my friends dying? 
Well, Chris, I was also afraid of my family dying. Oh, sorry. Okay. Play it back. I just feel like it's something that like an eight-year-old starts really thinking about death and goes, Wait, so we all die? And then just having a... No, No, but there is... We live in a world right now where it makes sense that it's scared to be, you know, it makes sense to be afraid that everyone's going to die. It's very soon. Yeah. Should I leave a comment on that? podcast website saying like <laughs> we're all going to, to die I, well so. i used to like it but then it may have made me yeah. have these awful thoughts the i thoughts guess a, those are the thoughts yeah. that you're trying to block out by listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah those are the ones just work. under the, the podcast surface. should have kept going that's what you can complain yeah. about you make this podcast 24 7 so i never have to think i, w- I do <laughs> like that podcast thanks for reminding me but it also makes me think of like yeah. you're a person who basically just admitted that you <laughs> Run away from your own thoughts and fears <laughs> by pouring knowledge into your mind, and so uh, I, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder, I wonder if you were like, like, quote unquote, well adjusted. Say, like, you didn't uh, good, have good luck with that. A massive weight of anxieties and and neurotic neurotic fears weighing down on you. Mm-hmm. If you would learn as much stuff. Good point. Right? It's a conflict, isn't it? Good yes. point. If yes. you go to therapy and work stuff out and get happy, yes. you, you, might you might suddenly, you're, you're watching Roseanne and you're listening to <laughs> Blue Rodeo and uh, my brain just turns to mush. Well, there you go. You learn something about your friend who learns something all the time, every day. Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to our evil man today, I should mention that we have a Patreon account. Uh, you can find it at patreon.com slash evilmen. And if you sign up uh, for our Patreon, you get two bonus episodes a month minimum. And we just taped a couple, and they were mm-hmm. bangers. Yes. And uh, also, now you get access to the Evil Men Discord, which I honestly didn't know. I didn't know what that was a few days ago. It's like a chat room, and I'm in there, Chris is in there, Mike hasn't been in there much yet, but you're going to get in there more. I joined, and I posted a hello, everyone, in, yeah. uh, on there. Sent so. ripples through, yes. the, through the Discord, <laughs> so, um, so there's that too, and you can only, only join us if you, uh, if you sign up for the Patreon. So check it out. I think you'll love it. I actually sincerely really think you'll freaking love it. Yeah. <clears throat> I also wanted to say before we move on, if it's okay, give a shout out. You know who I heard from this week to say hello? Who? Our our friend from America, the United States one, Scott Rogowski, former host oh. of HQ. He yeah. was also a host of a baseball show on the Sports Network The Zone, and he loves the podcast. He listens. He's a Patreon. So Scott Rogowski, <laughs> we love you. Thanks for listening. He's in Santa Monica now, he oh. told me. Hi, Scott. You know who I also want to shout out? I'm sorry if this is too indulgent now. You know who's always doing nice posts about us and being really nice? How about excellent, really amazing Toronto improviser Jan Caruana? Yes. Hi, Jan. Oh, Chris That's just my shout Jan. out voice now. <clears throat> okay. Jan is super Hi, nice. I love Jan. Jan. And she actually had the guts to take my side 
um, based on something I said last week, uh, where you guys were talking about what worlds, what video game worlds you wanted to live oh, in. Oh, right, and you wanted to oh, live yeah. in the Notes I app. wanted to live in the Notes app, and then I talked about how I designed my, uh, in the Notes app, my shopping list based on the layout of the supermarket, and mm. she stepped up without hesitating and said, I do it also. And then other people... She had your back. Other people She's the had only the, one. Finally, people were brave enough, you know, the stigma... She said, I'm Spartacus, like so fast. Yes. The stigma is fading. We're a community of uh, people, highly capable people, who lay out our <laughs> grocery lists based on the uh, layout of a store, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. This is just the beginning. I mean, you really awoken something. Yeah. Slumbering dragon. Something happening here. <laughs> what it is, in exactly clear. Mike's making the notes app popular. <laughs> Stop, baby. What's that sound? Everybody wants to live in the notes app now. <laughs> There's a guy, I forget who, on the Discord said, I can't, he can't believe he used the notes app to shop. He said the reminder app is better. I actually have his message because I... Uh, I so sent you a screenshot. Someone named Sammy Sam 5 must be a fake name, <laughs> uh, tweeted, he messaged us on Discord. Okay, I finally listened to the Dorner episode, our last week's episode, Christopher Dorner, and I have to say, Mike, try using, in all caps, reminders for your grocery list. You can drag and drop items in a list to, re- to reorder them in perfect layout order, and they disappear as you check them off. Sounds scary? Um, so you don't have to go in and backspace them if you want to keep track of what's left. Game changer. What do you think? What do you think about this? Are you going to try the Reminders app? Or? I mean, I've got a system that works right now, and I feel like if I try hmm. and... Um, fuck with that. You fuck can say it. it. I, could be st- I could be starving to death within a week if I, don't, <laughs> if I don't figure it out properly, and I have no groceries. Well, I don't know where I you am. You know what they say all it takes for anarchy to occur? Mm-hmm. Uh, like four days without food or something. <laughs> then you're eating your damn neighbors. Yes. Any one of us. I can't remember the exact amount of Hello, days. Neighbor? It's like four days. It's five yeah. days. They, there's a saying. Does... Once that happens, yeah. we don't know. It doesn't matter how nice and civilized we are. We're breaking into our neighbor's house and we're trying to eat them, we're chomping down on their abdomen. Does Sammy Sam Five want to be responsible when there's a picture of me in the paper with <laughs> blood all over my mouth and face, and I've you the know ca- the cannibal comedian, the yes. cannibal Canuck comedian, yeah, and I've killed a family of three. That's my favorite episode of Home Improvement tonight on Comedy <laughs> Now. The cannibal Canuck comedian. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, guys, I just got back from eating some guys. Um, <laughs> but um, but did you see the home improvement when Tim tried to eat Wilson? <laughs> no, I missed that one. Adio, neighbor. Did he try to pull him over mm, the, the... I'm going to put barbecue sauce on your legs. <laughs> but did he try to pull him over the fence or just try to... Because, you know, Wilson famously only revealed his eyes. He tried know. to go... Uh, uh, over and over until Wilson's head exploded. <laughs> what the hell was Wilson doing behind that fence? What's he building? In what, what's there? his? What, yeah, and what That's does his body cut. look like? Is he wearing clothes? Is he jerking off? That yeah, that was in the pilot. It was quite uh, out in the open that Wilson was jerking off on the other side. Hey, of the neighbor. Fence. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was what he was doing. Don't you think Wilson <laughs> would have ended up? Don't you think Wilson would have ended up as a Trump voter? 
Yeah. Well, well, Tim is. Tim is, and I think Wilson would be too. Wilson would have been one of the the January sixth guys. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Absolutely no he question. He brings the yeah. fence to the <laughs> Capitol building. <laughs> yeah. Wilson storms up into the Capitol, holding a fence up against his face. As the he feds <laughs> like show a picture of him with his fence and bucket hat on, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we know this is Wilson." <laughs> <laughs> and that's Jay Johnson from Mr. Show. Yeah. And one of the Survivor contestants, I found out, Joel really? Edmondson told me, was it uh, oh, January 6th, too. Congratulations. How many people were there? Did he survive? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it was a who's yeah. who of uh, Hollywood's hottest celebs <laughs> at uh, January 6th. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Were some of the characters from Family Guy there? <laughs> James, your eyebrows just raised and your ears started wiggling because you're getting ready to do a voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Brian the dog. (laughs) And there's me, Stewie. Oh, I could go all day. Can you do Quagmire or whatever? Oh, yeah. Giggity, 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 right? (laughs) Giggity, 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 giggity. Hey, Lois. Gentlemen, um, I've gathered you here tonight. You must be wondering (laughs) why I sent you these invitations. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, the reason is why we sent these invitations to this chamber is because Christopher Locke, the big C, he's come up with an evil man for this week. And I, for one, am very excited to hear who it is. Chris, who is your evil man? Well, um, does this ring a bell for anybody out there listening? Retreat! Retreat! Hmm. Okay, that sounds like me in the bedroom. Uh... <laughs> I'm thinking Napoleon as he retreated from Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Cobra Commander from the Cobra oh. faction of bad guys of the world of G.I. Joe. And my... G.I. Joe! <laughs> my blood just turned to ice when I heard those words, Cobra Commander. A real American hero. G.I. Yo, Joe. Joe. <laughs> Does anyone need a coffee? <laughs> hey, Duke. Um, Cobra Commander. What a yeah. name. First of all, you know he's not going to be a nice guy with that name. Right? Yeah, right now in my head, I've got the evilometer score ticking up, up, and up. Because with a name like that... Yeah, um, not not Mrs. Doubtfire exactly. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire is. I'm your new nanny, Cobra Commander. I've no got children. not one ounce of evil in me. GI <laughs> <laughs> <G>. Joe. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Cobra Commander. If you don't know, he is a fictional character. Oh, thank God! But he's the main antagonist of the G.I. Joe Real American Hero franchise. And for this one, we're going to talk mostly about the cartoon from the 80s and the comic books, the Marvel comics that started it all in the 80s. I remember it well. Me too. I was a little kid and I was a big fan of G.I. Joe. Loved violent action heroes when I was just a child, five or six years old. Not only that, but violent action figures that uh, lionized the U.S. military. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. All I ever wanted to do was be a guy who... Was like, let's get them and just blow people away with machine guns. Yeah, yeah, me too. For a good, uh, for a good, for a yeah. good cause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Cobra Commander is the supreme leader of the terrorist organization Cobra, and the arch enemy of the GI Joe 
pals. <laughs> and they are pals. They're yeah. a gang. Hey, Flint. Hey, Duke. Hey, Roadblock. Hey, Stalker. Hey, Fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, G.I. Joe Fleshlight. <laughs> That's what he would always say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Soldier, stop doing that to yourself. <laughs> There's one episode that I don't know if you guys remember where G.I. Joe puts Fleshlights on the... <laughs> Uh, cannons of their tanks <laughs> and so they trick Cobra into going and trying to have sex with the tanks oh. guns and then they blow them in half that way oh that's smart whenever, it is smart whenever it takes but to beat the thing is it guys. takes them a while to blow them in half it's like, like leaving cheese for a rat on yeah. a rat trap yeah you leave a a flashlight on a tank a guy's gonna go and <laughs> great point yeah. and it's like the yeah. Pied Piper you know the guy oh, who yes. lured all of the bad Kids out of the uh, town by <laughs> waving a flashlight <laughs> in the air. <laughs> Playing a flute. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, holy shit, have you seen that toy? <laughs> he has? Oh, God. G.I. Joe Cartoon Origins by James Hartnett. G.I. Joe began as a Hasbro toy, first produced in 1964. Shout out to Hasbro, best in the biz. What's up, Hasbro? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <Hasbro. laughs> Do you have brother? Yes, I has bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> these 1964 GI Joes, which I've seen. Yes, uh, I, I knew an older guy at my cottage when I was a little kid who mm. had a bunch of these, and they were big, right? These yeah. dolls, the original ones, they, they were, had real clothes that you could take off. They talked, and they had yeah, they were kind of like big. Beers. They were like big dolls, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd pull a you'd pull a string and they'd go. I'm scared, Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die, Sarge. <laughs> yeah. If anything happens to me, give this letter to Marigold. Um, <laughs> and then another GI Joe, you'd pull the string and be like, "You got it, man. You got it." <laughs> I wonder if anyone listening really ever played with the old '60s GI Joe toys because they. Because I remember the 80s ones that were much smaller. I, I had a ton of them. But the big ones are really big, yeah. Yeah, so they tried to relaunch in 82 uh, the 3.75 inches long G.I. Joes, the ones that you're mentioning, the ones yeah. that we played with. Yeah. But guess why? Why? Who blew the fucking toy market sky high? In the early 80s? Around that time. Transformers? Nope. Um, Earlier. He-Man. They no. were made by Kenner. And Leg- Hasbro wanted to compete with Kenner. Not Lego, no. Freaking Star Wars, baby. Oh! oh long ago. The a- success of the Kenner Star Wars action. Long time, long ago, <laughs> when the toys came out. <laughs> Luke, I am your toy. Play with me. Luke, I'm in the toy box. Yeah. So, um, so, so G.I. That- Joe- Star Joe had yeah. these big, big dolls, and then Star Wars puts out these little <laughs> action figures, and then G.I. Joe goes, oh, we should do little ones like that. Everybody did. Oh. Uh, like, I I would, uh, I'm not even guessing. I feel, uh, yeah, the He-Man ones came out same way. Mm. And the He-Man ones started the same, the Masters of the Universe line of toys started kind of the same way. Like, hmm. Uh, Hasbro asked Marvel to make the G.I. Joe comic series as a complement to the toys, right? To help give them backstories so they're more enticing to buy, Mm. which is like the He-Man cartoon basically came out and and they had little comics that came out with the toys. Same reason. So it's Mm. like all of a sudden, because of the success of the Star Wars toys, people were like, oh, our toy action figure needs lore. 
You know ah, what I mean? Yeah. So that the kids are like, oh, I'm building stories with these characters. I need a backstory cool. for this big, dumb guy with muscles. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? Yeah. I remember I had like a I'm box. I'm the guy who can talk on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> I had a box filled with like the small G.I. Joes. I remember making a full like long stories involving all of them. And they all had personalities to me. I mean, they were cool. I actually were they all did fans? do this. Were they all fans of the Toronto Blue Jays? <laughs> they would have been. They would have been in my world, yeah. I think one of the G.I. Joes had a Detroit Tigers hat. Like he was oh, the, that was uh, the Magnum P.I. Uh, action figure. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe I'm no. getting confused. No, but maybe But there right. was a Magnum P.I.-ish looking guy, and he, really? I think he drove the hovercraft. Oh, damn. I was nuts about the toys. It's oh, weird really? how much I liked violent toys. Yeah. I mean, it was shoved down our damn throats. There was no... Uh, and the comics are violent. Yeah. Like, the show wasn't... But we're they fine. They shoot, like, lasers. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. You know, when you're a kid, yeah, you just yeah. want to pretend it's to all be fantasy. a army guy. It's all yeah. fantasy. But we were talking earlier because I also want to do an episode maybe in the future on the Punisher. Yeah, and I think it's funny that like, yeah, starting out young, I was like, GI Joe, just blasting lasers, like blowing shit up, killing all these cobras. No, we all should have like, based on the entertainment we were exposed to, that and, was rammed in our throats. We all should have like enlisted in the army when yeah. we were eighteen and like, yeah, sir, yes, sir, <laughs> to our toys had bad uh, views, but yeah, <laughs> you know, you're right. It does go to show that maybe you can separate, but maybe in America, for sure. it's uh, blame... more pressing for you to join the navy and the army and the well, military there. But they're always trying maybe to blame stuff on there? violent movies and violent video games and stuff. Yeah. And it's not true. But we get the difference between I stories guess. and yeah. Yeah, but so so I think it's funny that I was like I moved on from GI Joe's, grew out of it, basically, glommed onto Punisher, who's like a one man GI Joe <laughs> army, blasting machine guns. But yeah, so these toys came out as a response to the success of the Kenner Star Wars toys. They started the comics, and Cobra was they got the the uh, the creator um, Larry Ham, a, a writer for Marvel Comics. Um, they asked him to help build the stories of the G.I. Joes. And uh, he, he was basing the toy. Uh, he had this prototype that he originally pitched for like a Nick Fury kind of thing. Hmm. Or maybe it was like not the toy prototype, but the story prototype. You, and Nick Fury, you remember the old Marvel comic back then, was like a patched kind of military G.I. Joe-like guy okay. anyways. Uh, I believe, unless I'm thinking of Sergeant Rock. But yeah, so then Larry, they, they said, Larry... We need a bad guy for these guys to fight. And mm. that's when he created Cobra. Cobra Commander. Yeah, and Cobra Commander. Cool. Right. You know what's interesting? Before we move into the 80s here. But isn't that crazy that they... Yeah. It's like, in order to have a story for your toys, they also need, like, the antagonist. So that's right. like, Cobra just right. came from a need to sell toys in a weird way. Interesting. Well, what I was going to just interject is that I remember reading about G.I. Joe uh, and how... It sort of died out in the '60s when American American public became peacenics. Well, people started getting mad about Vietnam, and so anything oh. militaristic became unpopular. Or like parents didn't, didn't maybe maybe half the country wanted didn't want to buy it for their kids. Hmm. Interesting. But then in the Reagan '80s, very popular. Mm. So yeah, Larry Hama who envisioned the character of Cobra Commander when he was creating him as being in love with the sound of his own voice. He actually drew inspiration from famous conservative pundit, William F. Buckley. <laughs> that is so funny when yeah. I saw that, that I never would have guessed that 
ever. <laughs> well, we all remember the famous debates between um, Gore Vidal and Cobra Commander. <laughs> Oh, They're on yeah, YouTube right laugh, now. Everybody laugh. <laughs> For real, I never watched <laughs> the Gore Vidal one, but I've seen William F. Buckley talk to Groucho. Yeah. And I really love that one. Uh, but from what I saw of William F. Buckley, the few times I've seen him, he seems really mellow and, you know, kind of like calm and cool. Am I wrong about William that? William F.? Yeah, like yeah. the Gore Vidal debates are interesting because it's they like a real intellectual... I mean, it's a real like intellectual exercise. It's not like watching Tucker Carlson now. It's very like... It's kind of relaxed. It is very relaxed. <laughs> That's and what I mean. And, like, it's funny yeah. to say that about Cobra Commander, you're using him as a base because Cobra Commander is constantly going... Ah! Like screaming his right. ass off, you idiot! I'm surrounded by idiots. It was like two whatever. two men lying on fainting couches, <laughs> like insulting each other while being like fed cheese and grapes. That's a uh, yeah. I gotta watch that. Damn, William F. Buckley. It was kind of like a very like he had that mid Atlantic accent. Yeah, but he was like laid back. Like didn't seem in a rush because he'd grown up like very wealthy like he doesn't seem yeah. to have ever had to like strain Hurry. himself <laughs> and he, he almost seemed like he used his like 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 some of the wealthy people that we know in our time now use their uh their 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 privileged life to troll people with conservative ideas i guess so yeah it felt like it a little bit i i'm sure he and truly believed it but for sure and then but but those some of those debates they're famous because uh one descended because like they hated each other uh gore vidal called him a crypto nazi and then william f buckley actually lost his cool for like the first and only time on camera and he called him a queer and then <laughs> that it was like huge news at the time wow so that's why cobra commander always called uh uh, <laughs> yeah. uh what's the main joe queer? Guy. <laughs> yeah. you see those guys they're queer <laughs> yeah dude you can't say that uh boss <laughs> oh right but then duke like starts or flint or whoever who's the other guy Duke was like their leader. Hawk, Hawk. Hawk right. uh, they start blushing when Cobra <laughs> Commander says that. No. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. guy. <laughs> no, what? I just kissed Lady J. But I never would have... <laughs> I never would have associated... I mean, as a kid, I didn't know who William F. Buckley was, but mm. imagining a guy in a blue, weird jellyfish mask screaming about killing G.I. Joe, <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't have associated with William F. Buckley. Right. Or any of the great conservative <laughs> thinkers uh, of the time. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, I know. It's weird that it didn't register with us. Um, but it is... I did notice that uh, Cobra Commander... Uh, when I was like five or whatever watching the cartoon, I noticed that Cobra Commander was a big fan of Reagan's trickle-down economics <laughs> platform. <laughs> we don't need to tax the rich. Their income will trickle down. Yeah. Also, Cobra Commander would publish the occasional opinion piece in the National Review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The G.I. Joe comics and toys were popular, so G.I. Joe was turned into a syndicated cartoon TV series that ran from 1983 all the way to 1986. Wow. And made Only 90, three years. 95 a lot of cartoons, episodes. A lot of cartoons were pumped were in a out. short amount of time. And, but they meant so much to us. They lasted forever to yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Cobra Commander was the main villain on the show. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike mentioned his jellyfish fish mask. Cobra Commander had a pretty distinctive look. His face is yes, he did. always covered either by a featureless chrome shield mask, 
which I like. I didn't like as I like the other one that you're talking about, or the uh, the hood with the eye hole cutouts. Yes, he wears a blue military uniform, occasionally sporting a cape and carrying a scepter, depending on the occasion. Right, it depends on what the invite requires well, of him. By the age of thirty, every man should have a scepter, a jellyfish mask, or a chrome mask, and mm-hmm. a blue military uniform. <laughs> My parents give me a hard time for not having a scepter already at uh, the age I'm at. <laughs> It's like get off my ass. It's yeah, a different one. Yeah, we, it's a different economy than when you it's guys. It's not like are. when they grew up and boomers grew up and you could get, afford a scepter in your twenties. Like it's like we have to. <laughs> we're delayed, you know. Boomers could get a scepter just from having like a regular blue collar job. Exactly. Whereas we have no chance. Yeah. We oh, well. can, yeah. We're all working. Like yeah. How am I yeah. supposed to get a scepter with all these like? Uh, the pr- yeah. Whatever the hell. I'm Student loans. <laughs> Student loans. I never pay them off. Yeah. And I only went to university for one year. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Commander's famously shrill voice on the cartoon was provided by a stand-up comedian named Christopher Collins. Now, the three of us on this show remember Christopher Collins pretty well because his, his I, name came up. Yeah, I did not realize you until you mentioned it? that he was the original Mr. Burns. Well, we talked about it on the Mr. Burns episode. I remember that. I just didn't connect the name. He was the first Mr. Burns, and then he got let go, and it was kind of a... Yeah, like people didn't like to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, very sad for that guy because it was a pretty good job. Yeah, he lost out on a lot of dough, but it's. I think he's passed away now. He did pass away. But um, his... I watched some clips of Cobra Commander before we recorded, and it's a pretty distinctive, intense voice he's doing. Same, for some reason, it's also the same sounding voice exactly as Starscream from Transformers. Hmm. That was him too, right? Yeah. <laughs> he must have had to, because it's a very uh, shrill, oh, screamy that would, voice. That would re- hurt your damn oh, yeah. yeah. Retreat. In yeah. fact, when yeah. I said retreat, Retreat off the top. I couldn't remember if I was doing Cobra Commander or Starscream. They were basically the same guy. Wow. Yeah. So Chris's stand-up, if you want to know a bit about him, I think we talked about him on... He was a loud, angry, mentally unstable man who wore a black trench coat and liked to intimidate the audience. He told the audience he was not a comedian, but a psychotic <laughs> who learned to market his problem. I feel like I've done that shtick before. Oh, you always, yeah, I forget you got your black trench coat. Oh, I don't do the trench, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so black romantic. Black trench coat, Hawaiian shorts. He was a frequent featured performer on An Evening at the Improv in Caroline's Comedy <laughs> Hour. Oh. Uh, yeah. Should we go watch the psychotic who yells at his honey? <laughs> he says he's not a comedian. I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love being uh, watching comedy in the 1980s? <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Uh, as a character, Cobra Commander had a knack for concocting creative schemes for world domination, including clone dinosaurs, giant amoebas, miniaturized troops stowed away inside Christmas presents, <laughs> and using a super laser to gleefully carve a picture of his face on the moon. That's a real bold move. Little tiny robots in a Christmas present. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That would be... That would... Who is the present to, I wonder? Maybe a G.I. Joe. Joe. He's going, oh, Duke. a Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, imagine Duke opening that up, and he's like, "Oh, is it the you know the the new sweater ma- I want? Sweater or the Madonna record? <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. the eighties. Oh, Phil Jow- uh, Phil Collins, no jacket required. <laughs> Vinyl opens, opens it up, and suddenly he's like, "What is this?" And it starts moving, and these little Cobra guys are there. I have a yeah. breakdown here of that episode. Oh, okay, sure. 
Um, <laughs> one of Cobra's biggest problems so often was they created a fantastic weapon, but then totally misuse it. Rarely has there been the case as in Cobra Claws is coming to town. Oh my God. Yeah, this is, Cobra has discovered a way to shrink people down to size, a technology that blows the mind. This is from CBR.com. Imagine being able to shrink entire armies into capitals, agents into the White House, or entire cities that can be held for ransom. Cobra's big idea? Shrink some forces to mix into a pile of Christmas toys, get taken into Joe headquarters, and then take it over. Cobra then amps up the wild plotting. Their plan is to use the Joe's vehicles to stage attacks across the country. Zartan, I don't know if people remember Zartan. He was a cool, almost like punk rocker, you know, kind of crazy guy. I had I had the Zartan toy. Zartan poses as Duke to issue a broadcast claiming the Joes are tired of being foot soldiers and are out to conquer the world. So Cobra's plotting both a takeover and framing the Joes for treason. The Joes are able to save the day with the wild sight of Shipwreck's parrot turned giant size to take Cobra down. Wasting a shrink ray in a frame the Joes plot was a giant misuse of resource. Wow. So that's it. They wanted to get into Joe headquarters in Christmas presents. So it's like a mix of like the uh, the Trojan horse story, yeah, but also right. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah, but and, that, that know, movie was not out Inner yet. Space. Inner Remember Space. Remember that one with yeah. Dennis Quaid probably and Meg Ryan yeah, and Martin Short. So basically all you need to know about Cobra Commander, listener, is he's the commander of the Cobra faction right. who are a group of villains who want to basically ultimately he wants to rule the world take over uh you know run everything get rid of gi joe so he's just a ginormous freaking na- like international terrorist he's an organization asshole. yeah you're he's right an asshole. He's, he's a a-hole a- he's a freaking and a-hole can i say something chris i'm nervous yeah. that we're putting this out when you describe the plot of that christmas gift shrinking episode mm-hmm. and i'm nervous that that is out there on the internet because I know that people in ISIS are mm-hmm. out there and they could be listening to this or Al-Qaeda and this might give them some ideas that right shrink themselves plant. and imagine if a bunch of ISIS guys <laughs> shrank themselves down and then yeah. snuck into the White House's Christmas party yeah or destroyed like a really valuable dollhouse yeah. or something mm-hmm. you know um I also think the fucking Seinfeld crew might have ripped this shit off really what the shrinkage episode Oh, yeah. right. George might have got his penis zapped with one of those rays, and that's yeah. why his penis shrank at the at the at the cabin. He not the just, cold water. He yeah. should have just come clean. Honestly, yeah. he said yeah. it was Cobra's shrink ray. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Cobra. It was Cobra shrink ray. Yeah. Well, here's sports. Gizmodo did a nice collection here of 14 dumbest schemes that Cobra ever came up with. I hope ISIS is listening to these ones. They should give them a shot. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comedy Central Roast of Cobra Commander. I can say a couple if you want. Basically, yeah. yeah. Say your favorite couple. I I like this one. Building an elaborate fun house. And that's in an episode called The Fun House. That is genuinely fun. When Cobra captures five scientists and ransoms them for $60 (laughs) Joe quickly tracks down Cobra to a remote island. At the island, Cobra has constructed an elaborate fun house full of traps, like balloons filled with hallucinogenic gas, giant weapon-toting jack-in-the-boxes, and a roller coaster. Cool. Also, the whole island is rigged to explode. (laughs) Not only is this ridiculously over-elaborate, but even had it worked, it would have taken out seven Joes max. (laughs) 
Was the cost of building a snake-themed roller coaster really worth the result of killing less than 10 G.I. Joes? <laughs> Imagine the, the construction So, yeah, they're really ambitious, but they're not... Yeah. Also, yeah. he wanted $60 billion for five scientists? Damn, they better be making a new iPhone or something. That's yeah. a lot of money. I mean, yeah. they got to be really good. Release the Cobra roller coaster! <laughs> It's like the k- 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 yeah. The project is running behind time. Why? Why isn't the roller <laughs> yeah, coaster he, done yet? He's arguing. Some of the, the GI Joes guys. aren't tall enough to get on the <laughs> roller coaster. We have a short week next week. It's Memorial Day. I don't give a damn if it's Memorial Day. <laughs> well, we worked. It's double overtime on holidays. Fine. <laughs> How come the GI Joes aren't getting on the roller coaster? <laughs> They're complaining they ate too much cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! Yeah. My stomach hurts. Uh, this one, I this is I love this one. I told you guys about it before. Rigging a mayoral election, and thank you again, Gizmodo, <laughs> for collecting these. Cobra's candidate. Cobra hires a bunch of thugs to attack mayoral candidate Robert Harper, seemingly on behalf of his opponent Whittier Greenway. In fact, Harper uh, has hired Cobra to make himself seem sympathetic. And make him the old con, eh? The old mayoral race con. Make Greenway look like he hired Street Tufts to intimidate his opponents. What a rat. So there was two mayoral candidates, and Mm -hmm. Cobra was working on behalf of one intimidating the town, but he was pretending he was working on behalf of the other to sabotage the other. Is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. The one that actually hired Cobra... The mayoral candidate yeah. <laughs> was the one that was like, why are they terrorizing me? So he could actually look better in the public ah. eye. Can I say, I find so it... So he's ch- actually dirtier. I find it chilling that someone as evil as Cobra Commander would meddle in municipal politics. <laughs> I know. Agreed. That's what Agreed. <laughs> Rob Bricken from Gizmodo here sums it up really good. He goes, because this is Cobra, the plan eventually... Includes blowing up several buildings and destroying a pier, holding a political rally. And of course it backfires. But even if it had succeeded, what the hell was a mayor going to do for Cobra anyways? (laughs) Yeah, aim a little higher. That's true. I mean, he could take away bike lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Cobra had Uh, a Hummer. The land tax transfer? Yes, uh, that's true. Um, Parking. Park uh, free. Yeah, parking. Garbage collection. It's true. You'd think he might have interfered in a, I don't know, presidential election. Yeah. If you want to take over the world, start mayor by mayor. Do it locally, then build. <laughs> but what what's, what city did G.I. Joe happen in as well? Is oh, this like Washington? It, Cobra, at least in what I read, which my, I don't know if it was the comic books or the cartoon or both, but Cobra Commander <laughs> settled in a town called The Simpsons. Springfield. Springfield. Yeah, and the Cobra Command Center was in a place called Springfield. Yeah, interesting. There's yeah. a lot of connections to the Simpsons. Mm. Yeah, before that's Simpsons true. was made. <laughs> so he's living uh. in the Midwest. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe Michigan. They yeah. never are specific. <laughs> you know, another uh, funny detail I read about Cobra Commander. <laughs> so get this: when he was a young man, guess what his job was. Yeah, used car salesman. Used car salesman. What? Oh my god! Yeah, imagine. You have given you a great deal on this one. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting a weird vibe from this uh, salesman. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a gag that once Cobra Commander uh, left being a car salesman because he was so disenchanted, disenfranchised, and became 
the leader, the supreme leader of the international terrorist group Cobra, he actually became a bit more of an honest man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't I doubt it. That joke together. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this is the yeah this is in the comic books the origin story of Cobra Commander that James is referring to. And while he was struggling to keep his business, you don't afloat, have to say it all. I'm just going to interrupt because it is a lot of. Imagine it's funny though. It is funny because sure. uh, you got to look at the origin comics <laughs> because you see Cobra Commander's face, and he's still got a disguise on, but uh, he's got like a long mustache and shades, and he looks kind of like a chill, like a kind of cool dude. Huh. But he had uh, he learned that a car crash had taken the life around this time when he's is trying to keep his used car salesmanship business afloat uh his older brother dan a troubled vietnam vet dan. Been driving drunk what? yeah no dan <laughs> embittered by this tragedy cobra wait, wait. commander he, becomes his older brother died in a drinking and driving accident yeah yeah in he the marvel gi joe oh. comics okay i i i honestly like watched a whole video on the cobra commander's <laughs> origin stories and there's actually like a million origin stories i'll tell you some funny ones if you want but it is a lot um, embittered by this tragedy, Cobra Commander became obsessed with vindicating his brother's death. He decided he needed to get revenge on the one survivor in his brother's car crash. A soldier, better known as... Snake Eyes, bitches. <laughs> yeah, Snake Eyes. <laughs> Which it was weird. Imagine your brother causes a car crash and everyone dies but one person. And then you go, I must get revenge on that one person who lived? Yeah, seems like a strange way to go about things. But hey, who am I to judge someone's, uh, the way someone mourns? <laughs> you know? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Cobra Commander managed to track Snake Eyes to Japan where he was training to become a member of a ninja clan. Been there, done that. Yeah, bought the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it said, I'm shoving ninja on it. <laughs> The commander hired an assassin to kill Snake Eyes, but he was unsuccessful. Cobra Commander returned to his domestic life, and he and his wife gave birth to a son. Billy. <laughs> Aww, he's Billy. his papa. Yeah, he's a dad. This is all the dad. Marvel comics. He's a little stuff. baby named Billy. He's got that makes sense. He's got a classic dad bod. Uh, Cobra <laughs> yeah. Commander. It, is it just me, or is uh, Cobra Commander sort of hotter now that he's a dad? You know, yeah. it's just something about dads. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> well, you don't see his face often, but there is a little salt and pepper under that chrome dome, Ooh. that chrome mask. <laughs> Uh, however, issues arose in his marriage when his wife found out about what happened in Japan. The commander oh, took the child God. and left his wife, becoming increasingly paranoid and blaming all his problems on the system. <laughs> so he's a men's start, rights right? activist. He's yeah. like one of those father's rights guys who's uh -huh. like, we don't, we, we can't get custody and we have to pay alimony. And he's against that. Yeah. yeah. Listen up, women. This is how you create a Cobra commander. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> he traveled across America with Billy, seeking out people who shared his desire to topple big businesses and the government using money he had earned from pyramid schemes to attract followers. Cobra Commander then moved to uh, Springfield. Springfield, the Cobra Commander. <laughs> it was an average small American town which had suffered economic collapse. Mm. Through this is all the Marvel backstory by the way right. through his criminal skills he revived springfield's fortunes and used cash and charisma to win converts to his cause eventually he seized control of the entire town and used it as a base to grow his organization into the paramilitary group cobra so it's almost like that what's that episode like of the he's Simpsons? a bernie supporter and takes over a town and this what's is that? when they go to the they move to the other town and he and and homer starts working oh shelbyville with, 
No, Homer starts working with the guy who's like the James Bond villain. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hank yeah. Scorpio. yeah. sounds like yeah. Cobra yeah. Commander. Li- yeah, Hank Scorpio. Yeah. yeah. It almost feels like Cobra Commander <laughs> literally did that in Springfield. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have been in the Marvel boardroom when the guy was pitching. Yeah. Like, today we're going to hear the origin story of this villain. And he's like... So imagine a, a failed used car salesman <laughs> who's sad because his vet brother is killed in a drinking and driving accident. <laughs> then his marriage falls apart and he's, he wants custody of his son. <laughs> and they're like, you, you, you are a our genius. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and yet he was a you know, well, big yeah, character. Absolutely. I wonder if... Um, cause like, <laughs> so Cobra Commander just took over this town... Yeah. They kind of won them over with their charisma. Yeah. Do you think if here in Toronto, a guy who looked like Cobra Commander <laughs> with that voice and that outfit started, you know, showing mm. up at galas and donating money to stuff, would we all go, okay, he can be our new mayor? I mean, there is the Toronto Spider-Man, and there briefly mm-hmm. was uh, Toronto Batman, which I'd not like to talk about. But right. uh, yeah, I, I, I can see that happening here. Could happen. You know, if you got charisma, that trumps ideas, I think. Well, that is true. Yeah. 100%. Could I just take a break from talking about Cobra Commander's actually kind of weirdly domestic <laughs> and boring <laughs> origin story from yeah. the Marvel comics? No problem. And just list a bunch of... If you guys are not familiar with G.I. Joe's, yeah. like, uh, obviously, I think we might be skipping over stuff because, like, what G.I. Joe is, but it's just really just... A, a stupid fun sh- cartoon and comic and p- group of toys where an, a, a U.S. army with individuals who are independent and have their own, like, they get to wear their own clothes and yeah. stuff. It's like the casual army. Yeah, yeah. it's fun army. It's almost like if the A-team had yeah. 500 members. <laughs> and, but just like regular soldiers, yes, they, they might dress a little differently, but they still do all the regular soldier stuff, you know, burning down villages, bombing schools, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they still send <laughs> drones over to... Yeah. G.I. Joe. So don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Cobra is mostly uh, nameless, faceless uh, Cobra, um, but they but he does have his right hand man Destro with the metal head. Big they D. got Baroness, who's evil, with who I had a crush on when I was you a kid. Did. Oh yeah, yes. She's and, very is your attractive. name like Baroness Cobra or something? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Baroness Cobain. No, no, like it was a cobra. It was similar to cobra. Oh. It's like her name just happens to be similar to cobra. Anyway, my thing is, you had me at Baroness, and I, oh, I didn't even bother to learn. You're this. A, you, you yeah. want a sugar mama? And then there was another bad guy that I loved from the movie, the cartoon movie, where they did a remake of Cobra's whole origin story. But do you guys remember Serpentor? Yes, yes. Serpentor was sick, eh? Yes, Serpentor, Serpentor was big news when he dropped, and yeah. he had like a weird snake, th- and he had like a hovercraft, yeah. thing. For my brother Terrence's, one of his birthdays, maybe his ninth, eighth, or tenth birthday, yeah. Serpentor had just been, re- the toy had just come out, and yeah. this one birthday, we will never forget it, because I think five of his friends gave him Serpentor. <laughs> oh, my, Did what you a lucky one? man. Did no, you get your own Serpentor? I think we kept two Serpentors, you know, but yeah. then I think the rest were exchanged. That's hilarious. But, yeah. Oh wow! I'm looking up a picture of Serpentor. Oh. Whoa, he was cool. cool. Check him out. But before I give the wow. before I talk about Serpentor, I just want to say, if you're not familiar with, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome, dude. I actually love Serpentor. And in the movie, Cobra Commander comes pr- becomes pretty subservient to Serpentor. Yeah, he becomes like a sniveling, snake like creature, and that's because yeah. they're all from the they originate from Co- Cobra Law, 
Which right. is different from the origin story we just said from the Marvel comics. Oh. Serpentor but has I'm just going to give a shout out to a right. bunch of G.I. Joes. Okay. Sure. So people let's listening that like G.I. Joe, let's paint this picture. Great to shout them out. Um, for people that <laughs> don't know G.I. Joe, this is these are a bunch of the names. I tweeted this uh, in in March just because there was like, you know, the war was going on. Was start we we thought the war like was about to start in the Ukraine and it didn't seem as scary yet and so I tweeted now more than ever we need <clears throat> Duke Hawk Flint Roadblock Stalker Snake Eyes Scarlet Lady J Breaker Gun Ho Bazooka Snowjob Grunt Quick Kick Footloose <laughs> Torpedo Sergeant Slaughter Cover Girl Leatherneck Blowtorch Falcon Chuckles, Jinx, Shipwreck, Airborne, Clutch, and there's more. And wow. I stopped there because of the limits of Twitter. Very what good. do you think there are? So I'm a big fan. And also I had a crush on Scarlet, Lady J, yes. and CoverGirl, of course. Yeah. They're all designed beautifully. Gun to your head. <laughs> gun to your head. Who would you take as a, uh, as a second wife? Uh, Lady J. Okay. She seemed kind of tough, which was kind of... Hot, nice. You want but her to baroness kick- number one. Yeah, but you want her to kick you around a bit and treat you badly and uh, kick me in the dick. <laughs> kick me in the dick. <laughs> Let's play master and servant. That was the two songs that the toy played. If you press the button on the back, <laughs> you have just purchased Lady J. Kick me in the dick. <laughs> Is there a final thought or two about uh, Jerry Mr. Springer style Cobra Commander before we? Oh bring my out- God! You know what, guys? I hope people got information. I think they out did because it's they like did. there's so much more. Are it's there just- a couple awful things you could just tell us that he's done that maybe paints a more complete picture of what uh, Mr. Commander ha- did with and his life? You um, can take my picture. Filter. One time he stole a machine that made women pretty. <laughs> what? In an Jason episode Lee? called Glamour Girls. For real? Uh, a cosmetics tycoon named Miss Vale has created the Vicky beauty... Vicky Vale. Maybe. A uh, crossover. I'd love to see that. I had a crush on Vicky Vale, too. Oh, my God. Oh, sure. Yeah. Kim Basinger in oh, the 89 Batman? Absolutely. 89 <laughs> Batman. Best one. Uh, created the beauty transference device, which somehow takes good looks out of women... And can bestow it upon others. Oh. When Dr. Mindbender tells Cobra Commander of the device, even Cobra Commander can't fathom why the hell Cobra would want it. <laughs> but Serpentor. So I can make a, a hot women not hot and make some other women hot? Okay. But Serpentor, Google Cobra Law, since I can't get into it, thinks women from around the world will pay Cobra to look prettier. Wow. That's the scheme. Oh, it's, a, okay. it's a commentary on plastic surgery. Also, it it prophesied goop. Right? Yeah. This is what goop basically is, right? Mm-hmm. The Joes destroy the machine before Cobra gets their hands on it, and Madame Vale's va- face is hideously scarred and disfigured. Oh. Doing gray. What did you do? Like, quick, boys, we got to destroy this machine that makes women beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine in real life. Get it's, back! It's like so. Get back! The machine's trying to make you beautiful. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! I'm in it! I'm in it! Ah, I'm so good looking. Kill Snake me. eyes. <laughs> Snake eyes is like. Imagine, imagine Zelensky does a Zelensky does a video and he's like, um, "We just found out really terrible news. Uh, Putin has a device that can make women beautiful." 
and he's using it against us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm having <laughs> sex with. <laughs> yeah, an undercover Russian agent. <laughs> but she's beautiful. Oh God. You couldn't write a plot with that kind of machine these days, could yeah, you? Right. Yeah. One time, Cobra had the, the plan to shoot a nightclub into space. Really? <laughs> Is that a real episode? Cobra wanted to steal a special nitrogen fuel engine, right? Created by one Dr. Mullaney. Rather than attack his lab, kidnap him from his home, or one of a hundred simpler ways of achieving this goal... They build a special nightclub, somehow trick Mulaney into coming to the nightclub with his engine, and then shoot the nightclub into space because it was also a rocket in disguise. Okay. So Cobra then threatens to blow up the nightclub if the scientist doesn't give the engine to them. Despite the fact that it's also in the nightclub and would also be destroyed. Question. This is from the Gizmodo article. Did Cobra really need to shoot the nightclub into space? Couldn't they have threatened to blow it up while it was on Earth? I feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson wrote this article. Like, well, Cobra Commander did not have. But, uh, yeah. Also, if you convinced him to go to the nightclub, like, couldn't you have just, I don't know, gotten him in a car and sent that up into space? I mean, you yeah. you built a nightclub. That's that's going to take months. One time, Cobra Commander and Cobra created their own TV network. Oh, Rupert Murdoch, yeah. much? Cobra seizes all the world's satellites and replaces it with one of their own. The end result. Imagine he creates a network, but it's just like home and garden. <laughs> I wish we got to watch this. Yeah. The end result is that there's only one TV station available called Cobra Network Television, <laughs> which is hilariously redundant. Cobra spends God knows how much time, money, and effort making their programming, <laughs> including sitcoms <laughs> like Fathers No Beast, action shows like The C Team. And making new pro-Cobra endings <laughs> so, to classic movies. <laughs> so he was really just being good, like hiring writers. And yeah. like, I, would, I would work on a show. What was the end game Cobra? with this? Uh, so since this is G.I. Joe, the mass populace instantly believe everything CNT tells them. And all companies switch advertising to Cobra since they've got the only network on the air. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Rob from Gizmodo says... Um, Something tells me if Al-Qaeda tried to pull this, it wouldn't go nearly as well. <laughs> it would be funny if Cobra, it starts off as a scheme to make a television network, but then he gets so invested in the programming and becoming a Hollywood big shot, it just gradually becomes that he's just a, a genuine <laughs> TV executive. And how would you change classic movie endings to be pro-Cobra, like at the end of Psycho or something? Yeah. When... Uh, Anthony Perkins is in mm. the Mental Institute. Or, or, or the end of It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Um, maybe there's a, a guy with a chrome mask uh, in there <laughs> next to Jimmy Stewart being like, uh, I don't know. Every time a, a yeah. bell rings, an angel joins Cobra. <laughs> an angel joins Cobra. <laughs> I'm a psychotic, not a comedian. I'm a psycho. <laughs> or at the end of Bonnie and Clyde, when they're, Bonnie and Clyde are just absolutely massacred by the cops maybe um the cops leave and then cobra commander pokes his head out of the a car and he's like they missed me join cobra today yeah <laughs> um, or uh, remember at the end i think i remember he did at the end of thelma and louise you know in the, oh, in the original version gina davis and yeah. susan sarandon drive their convertible off a cliff unforgettable uh, to their scene. doom but yeah. but in the uh, in the cobra commander remake they fly off into a off a cliff, and then it cuts to Cobra Commander on the edge of the cliff, looking, and he goes, 
Yikes, eh? Anyway, join Cobra. They could have used a, a zap from the Get Pretty machine. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw Thelma Louise uh, Final Cut by oh, okay. CTV, Cobra t- Television Network, CTN. Right. CTN. And, uh, <laughs> and when they drive the car, the convertible off the cliff, uh, a giant Cobra Commander who's been enlarged by a, a growth ray <laughs> puts the car in his hand and puts the car gently down on the other side. Oh, that's wow. good. And the people chasing Thelma and Louise were G.I. Joes. Whoa. So he saved them. Well, actually, speaking of growth... And then they joined Thelma and Louise joined Cobra. <laughs> speaking of growth rays, I remember in the Boogie Nights reboot, at the end, when Dirk Diggler looks at his mm-hmm. penis... yeah. But it's just a normal, even small penis. Yeah. And then uh, Cobra Commander kind of comes around and puts his hand on, on uh, Dirk's shoulder mm-hmm. and is like, need a little help? And mm-hmm. he fires a growth way, ray yeah. on his penis and it's much bigger. Damn. And yeah. it has a Cobra tattoo on it. And then Destro shows up and goes, your dickhead looks like my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can I just say one thing? <laughs> sure. So... A bit later, I don't know when this these came out, but this I this comic company called IDW Comics, they they started a, a GI Joe series later, and when we were not kids, and they brought the story of Cobra Commander at one point all the way back to the 14th century, no. where Cobra Commander ordered the death of Dante Alighieri because he was working on the Divine Comedy. According to the story, Dante was a part of the secret society of Cobra. Apparently, the ancient Yakuza were tied to Cobra as well, as well as some other historical figures. <laughs> There's been a, an ancient samurai Cobra commander, an ancient Roman soldier Cobra commander. Is this when they hired a Harvard guy to like have a go at Cobra commander? <laughs> I don't know who wrote for IDW, but it's pretty, yeah. Even I think cavemen. they tried a little too hard, I maybe. think they even had cavemen Cobras. Boss, kids are going to love this. They're, when they hear the Cobra commander, commander executed Dante Alighieri... <laughs> Sales are going to yeah. go through the roof. Kids love that novel. You <laughs> promised me you wouldn't write that uh, book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, great job, Chris. That was a lot of yeah. fun. It hey, was fun thanks. You wrote about some it. notes here, and uh, we didn't yeah. get to all of them. Like it was just like, like no. I said, like people listening. This is just the uh, scratching the surface of the many iterations of the tales of the franchise of gi joe and cobra and especially cobra commander but you kind of get the idea um the main one we saw was a regular man until the gi joe movie came out he was part of some sort of secret snake society called cobra law and i was wrong about uh serpentor became the emperor of cobra law in the movie right but actually he wasn't part of cobra law from the beginning Snake, uh, Cobra Commander and Destro traveled the world collecting the DNA of all the greatest leaders <laughs> of war. How did they get that DNA? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was like the 80s, too. And uh, so they created Serpentor. I haven't seen the movie since I was a kid. Destro was like, when I agreed to do this, you didn't tell me what I'd have to do, actually. <laughs> I just thought it would be like a swab or cheek swab or something. I mean, Jesus Christ, Cobra. <laughs> I feel... Dis- I'm so disgusted with myself. Destro yeah. has to run away from so many caskets with his mouth full. <laughs> Spit into a cup that Cobra Commander's holding. <laughs> but yeah, like... Uh, I, I, yeah, they turn Cobra Commander. Remember, he 
breaks out of his suit and turns into this like vile snake creature. Yeah. I can't remember if Serpentor does that to him or if it's that remember that character Globulus or whatever? Sort of Are we going thing. way back here? Anyways, yeah. what I'm saying, kids, is there's a myriad of stories, but all you really need to know about Cobra Commander is he's in the cartoon, he's very pathetic and hilarious. Yes. But he's bent on world domination, just like all madmen terrorists. Mm-hmm. And you never see his face. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, Cobra, one of the coolest gangs of bad guys ever created in pop culture by far. When Absolutely. I was a kid, you always wanted the Cobra toys. Mm. Storm Shadow, Destro, Zartan. Wow. I love that you can remember the names. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's I cool. was into it. Hmm. Yeah. Cobra Commander, of course, which you couldn't just buy at the store when he first came out. He was like this weird, it was like the end of an era of toys. You had to like send five cents or something <laughs> wow. and mail away and they'd send you your Cobra Commander you know toy what? in the mail. I would Check be- the mail, father. Has the used car salesman who was upset about uh, alimony in the mail yet? <laughs> If I, oh, my son is going to grow up to be a ding-dong. <laughs> after um, this chat, I, I would I would be so... It would be so cool to find the old G.I. Joe guys. I'm not going to start playing with them, but I'd love to look at them again. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I think it might be time to get the Evilometer out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It looks weird this week. Yeah, it does. Um, I went first last week. <laughs> So, Chris, why don't you yeah, go first Yeah, I don't think today. I've gone first in a while. Damn it. Um, what do you think about Cobra Commander? It would be fun to have a song for the Evilometer. That's something we could do. Sadly, we don't have the technology to make that happen. Oh. Cobra, you're a good girl. <laughs> How does that song go? So I'm going to give Cobra Commander a six. Mm. I think that's a really reasonable score. Because he's hell-bent on... Here's the thing. In the comic books and in and and I'm talking about the Marvel comics from the eighties. I'm sure they got darker. Um all comic books got darker in the nineties and beyond. But in the eighties and in the cartoon, you actually never saw anyone die. Mm. They'd always remember every every time something blew up, then you'd see the people that drove the vehicle that blew up falling from the sky in their parachute. Remember? Yeah. Yes. So I don't think I think Cobra Commander was hell he was angry he was hell bent on you know world domination hell bent on eradicating GI Joe but <laughs> he was hilariously inept and I don't think he functionally did much yep right and he had schemes like putting his men into Christmas presents it's <laughs> mm. true that's I, funny. I agree with you it's kind of fun I'm going to give him a score, 5.0. Damn, I thought I was going to be the low baller. Because here's my thought. You're right. I didn't see him do anything that heinous. (laughs) And what? All he wants is power. He wants to be the government. Well, I mean, you know, so what? How do we know he's worse than whatever's there now? You know what I mean? We always think that people trying to usurp, like we have this (laughs) idea, oh, they're going to be worse. But how do we know? The the, the G.I. Joes would do the same damn thing. So I, I, I'm like not even sure he's that evil. He's a bit evil. So you're saying politicians, they're all the same. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mike? Well, for me, I'm, I'm, really have, I'm always having trouble giving a mark. Uh, I didn't know about his sort of Cobra Commander's sort of Willie Loman origin story where he was a struggling <laughs> salesman. Um, that, uh, that 
There's some empathy like there for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he uh, had a rough divorce and custody battle. You know, my heart goes out to him. Yeah. He wanted to kill Billy, his son, but then Destro and Baroness talked him out of it. He talked him out of it. He did, yeah. Want, so that's good. His son. So he's reasonable. He's a listener. Um, I'm going to give him a, I'm gonna give him a two because he, he does have funny ideas and, you know, sending a nightclub into space or the beauty machine. Those really make me laugh. They put a smile on my face, and mm. you know I've had a I had a hard time getting to sleep last night. So it's, it's well, just tonight, what I'm looking I for. Think I have yeah. a feeling you're going to be sleeping like a baby. I'll be having a big goofy grin on my face. <laughs> Visions of Cobra Commander danced in his head. <laughs> well, um, who was that guy I originally wanted to do? And then oh, you wanted to do like a, a knight from the Crusades. Mm. Yeah, what's Godfrey. His name? Godfrey of uh, Barian or something like that. Yeah, mm. Godfrey. Went in and killed. <laughs> you know what I say? No, no, please. Like tens of thousands of Muslims and Jews during the Crusades. And you can't accuse Cobra Commander. Did of Cobra that. Commander do that? Not even one of each. No. He you're primarily right. fought against Christians. So you're right. We did keep it way lighter, James. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's a fun guy. Yeah, I don't even think yeah. Cobra is commander is religious. Flat out, I'd, no. I'd have him as a guest on the podcast if we could. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't even care about seeing his face. I'd probably look at my face and there's the reflection of his mask. Yeah, <laughs> well. it'd be weird if like the one that's like a curtain, <laughs> the eye holes. Yeah, it'd be weird if when you're talking to him, it blew like a curtain yeah. in the breeze, Ooh. and then you could smell stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could occasionally see his chin maybe, and like, like when someone farts in a short skirt. <laughs> You've noticed that? You've been around someone far- who farted, and then you see a skirt yeah. fly up? Hey, look at her skirt! She farted! How about she this? farted? Get her! <laughs> we talked about this recently, but the famous Marilyn Monroe photo shoot where yeah. the, above the oh, sewer grate. Yeah. Imagine Cobra Commander sort of posing coyly over a sewer grate, and the subway goes under, and then a gust of wind comes up, and it blows his, blows his mask up <laughs> over his face. And he's got panties on his face. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a famous photo of (laughs) Cobra Commander trying to hold down his face mask blowing in the breeze. Uh, Well, that was great. I feel really relaxed. Remember I started by being like, oh, it's tough being a family man and a busy day. We've kind of been through a journey this episode. Yeah, you started kind of like a long day. So, Okay, I will say this then to everybody listening who's in the situation that I am, or if you're Thinking about becoming a family man, mm. you know, marriage, mortgage, children. Love it's really marriage. lovely, obviously. It's the, not, you, nothing beats it. It's a, can't even describe the, the beauty of it. But every now and then, it does get hard. You have a hard day. There's a lot of responsibilities. It does get stressful, tiring, and it does get tough. So it, we did discover today a remedy for something like that happening is to leave your family and talk about G.I. Joe. <laughs> well, guys, I think that was another great episode of Evil This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 